Has Anthony Bevilier reached his peak, or does he still have upside for the New York Islanders, and will he be a part of the team's future? Plus, what does the coaching change mean for Matthew Barzal? That and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a a question you'd like to ask us, a a comment about something we discussed on the show, or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason, from the draft to trade rumors to free agency all the way up until training camp. We have got you covered right here on the Locked on Islanders podcast. Lots to talk about on today's show. We're going to start off with Anthony Bevilier as we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders' season, and we'll go down all the players on the roster, what they contributed this past season, whether they met or did not meet expectations, and then, of course, what the future may hold for these players. So lots to discuss here as we continue our off-season coverage. And today, we're going to look at Anthony Bevilier. Bevilier, 24 years old. And that's hard to believe. He'll be 25 next month. Still young, even though it seems like he's been around for a long time. I mean, this was his sixth season with the New York Islanders. He started with the Isles when he was 19, so that certainly has an impact. And you look back at the statistics, 12 goals, 34 points, 12 penalty minutes, and a minus 10 for Bevilier this year in 75 games. Now, just to give you an idea of sort of the difference here, 
a year ago, in 47 games, Bavillier had 15 goals, three more than he had this year, and 28 points. So in uh, approximately 28 more games, Bavillier had six more points this year than he did last year and three fewer goals. Clearly, uh, this was not the season that Bo was hoping for. Out of the 12 goals, five of them came on the power play, as did six of his 22 assists. But the thing about Bavillier, he has speed, which is always important. It's something the Islanders don't have a lot of in their lineup. But the other thing about Bavillier that we all know, and it frustrates us, is that he will sometimes go three or four games where he is a dominant player, uh, a, a player who really contributes to the team's success, and then he will go, unfortunately, it's usually eight, nine, ten games where you're like thinking to yourself, did Anthony Bavillier play in this game? Because I don't remember anything in particular that he did. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, early in the season, you, you, you look at the first eight games that Bo played. And, you know, he had points uh, in five of those eight games, had three goals and four assists. And, you know, you... Hey, seven points in eight games, sign me up on the dotted line. But then you, you, you go after that, games 9 through 22, no goals, no assists, nothing from Anthony Bavillier. And look, I understand you're talking about November. You're talking about when the team was extremely shorthanded and when COVID was really going through, ravaging through the lineup, but nothing? I mean, absolutely nothing. And and you look at some of the ice times, 18 and a half minutes, 20 minutes and 43 seconds, 20 minutes and 20 seconds, 18 minutes and 4 seconds. You have got to be more productive than that uh, if you're Anthony Bavillier. And again, then you get back on track. Game 23, he scores a goal. Ends up with a, a nice streak of point production after that. And then from game 44 until 47, five, you know, four games in a row, no points again. Uh, his last, you know, he, he then went another seven or eight games without a goal. Games 63 through 72, that's, you know, 10 games. No goals, no assists. You can't have that. One thing Anthony Bavillier needs to do, and do it a lot better, is be consistent. And, you know, Bo, because of his speed and because of the, the, the talent that made him a first-round pick by the Islanders back in 2015, we know he's capable of more. The amazing thing about it, we said Anthony Bavillier has played six NHL seasons. He's had one in which he topped the 20-goal mark. Now, he would have topped 20 goals in 2019-2020. Uh, 
probably in 2020-2021, had COVID not shortened the schedule. He was on pace, 18 goals in 68 games in 1920, 15 goals in, in just 47 games in 2021. But this year, 12 goals in 75 games, that really was the lowest total since his rookie season on a goals per game basis. And you need more. The shots on goal also down 154 shots in 75 games. Last year, 2020-2021, he had 109 shots in 47 games. Not only did the number of shots he took go down, but his shot percentage almost went in half from 13.8 in 2020-2021 to 7.8 this year, which tells me, among other things, okay, there's a certain amount of luck involved, but it also tells me he's probably not taking as many good quality chances that you want him to do, going to the to the dirty areas, getting closer to the net, uh, using his speed to create breakaways and, and scoring chances, and shooting when he has the chance as opposed to passing. If, if you're giving out grades for Anthony Bavillier, it's, it's got to be like a C- for his season this year. And part of the reason that it's a C- is... We know Anthony Bavillier can do a lot more. Now, we mentioned he's only 24. He'll be 25 next month. He's still at the point in his career where maybe he has some trade value. Maybe Anthony Bavillier in the right system can be a 25-goal, 25-goal, 50-point-a-year kind of a player over the course of 82 games. Maybe... A change of scenery is best for Bavillier, and maybe it's best for the Islanders to move on from him, if only because he still has value while he's still young, and this team needs to get some more people who are dedicated to shooting the puck. You could clear up a little cap space by dealing him. All of these things are distinct possibilities this offseason. I get the feeling that Bo will still be an Islander next year, but it wouldn't bother me if the team decided that it was better to trade him and move on and give him an opportunity to start fresh somewhere else and use those resources uh, to the Islanders' advantage. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. Matthew Barzal, the most dynamic offensive weapon the Islanders have. No doubt he was restrained by the Barry Trotz system. What does the coaching change mean for Barzi? We'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just when I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and... Get some protein in at the same time. Well, you're in luck. Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. 
This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. Have you tried the puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. And with 140 calories, but packing 17 grams of protein and only 7 grams of sugar, brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to Built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. And if you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL playoff game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So we know Anthony Bevilier uh, may benefit from a change in the system here under the new head coach, Lane Lambert. But what about Matthew Barzal? Barzy is, after all, the biggest uh, fish in the Islanders' sea right now. He's their best skater. He is their most dynamic offensive weapon. And yet, again, this season, lowest goal total of his career. Uh, 15 goals in 73 games. And the 59 points in 73 games, again, uh, a lower total than he's had on a per-game basis in some time. And minus 15 was also the lowest uh, plus-minus that Matthew Barzal has had in his six seasons with the Islanders. Although, you know, his first season he played in only two games. So, realistically, five seasons with the New York Islanders. And, look, you go back and look at those five seasons, four of them under Barry Trotz, one of them with Doug Waite as your coach. That rookie season, 2017-2018, when Barzi won the Calder Trophy, that's his only 20-goal year, 22 goals. Now, again, had COVID not shortened two seasons, he would have probably reached 20 goals in both of them, but it did. And so, again, the year without weight, uh, without Trotz, his only 20-goal season, and the only season that he had more than a point a game, 85 points in 82 games. There is no doubt that Matthew Barzal is capable of putting up a point a game and more. But he's got to be able to do a little bit more with his speed and his skating ability. And I'm not saying ditch the system. I'm not saying Matthew Barzal shouldn't play defense. But clearly, clearly, the Islanders should expect more and be getting more offensively out of Matthew Barzal. Here's what Lane Lambert said at his uh, introductory press conference about Matthew Barzal. He is a key, key piece to the puzzle. He has grown in so many different areas since his first year here. 
Has his point production been down a little bit? Yes, but there are other areas in the game that we've required and asked him to do and improve upon, and it will be a continuous process. Okay, a continuous process. What does that mean? I think you got to find sort of that middle ground with a guy like Matthew Barzal. Do you want to, you know, let him just do anything he wants and not be defensively responsible? No, no. If the team is going to continue to play some variation of the Barry Trot system under Lane Lambert, you want to make sure that everybody, including Matthew Barzal, back checks, plays the right way positionally, clogs up the neutral zone, doesn't allow the other team to speed through it and get done, you know, and get into the offensive zone uh, with in a dangerous potential scoring situation. But at the same time, you don't want to take your most dynamic offensive player and take those skills away from him. So I think there's a couple of things that need to happen. You need to give Barzi a little more slack, a little more room to maneuver and do his thing. But more importantly than that, I think the time has come for the New York Islanders to look at these numbers and understand that Matthew Barzal needs a legitimate sniper to be on his line with him in order to maximize his talent. And if you take, you know, Barzal and Lee and Vladimir Tarasenko, or, you know, I, I'm just using him as an example, but a, a legitimate goal scorer. I guarantee you, you will see the numbers go up even if you don't abandon the defense-first system. Barzi is not a goal scorer first. He is a playmaker. And, look, in 73 games, he had 161 shots this year. That's just a hair over two shots on goal per game. Fine. You look at his goals <coughs> to assist ratio over the course of his career. 91 goals, 220 assists. That means that for every goal he scores, he gets a little bit more than two assists. All well and good. That's the kind of player he is. I don't think you need to change that, even if you want him to shoot a little more when he's got the chance, rather than pass first. But here's the thing. What if you had a player who took those passes that Barzi is going to give you and converted 10 more of them per year? So instead of 59 points in 73 games... That gives you 69 points in 73 games. And again, like Anthony Bevilier, the shooting percentage for Matthew Barzal was down this year from 12.7 to 9.3, the lowest shooting percentage of his career. He's a point-of-game player if you've got the right guy next to him on his line, someone who will make the most of the talent that 
Matthew Barzal provides for this team. And I think that Lou Lamorello has to be dedicated to finding that guy and bringing him in to maximize Matthew Barzal's uh, ability. And I think that Lane Lambert has to give a little more room for Barzi to do things offensively without sacrificing too much defense. And I think the relationship, there's an opportunity for the relationship between player and coach to be better between Barzal and Lambert than it was between Barzal and Trotz. Will it happen? Well, if it does, that's a big plus for this Islanders team going forward. If it doesn't, maybe this team is treading water next season and Matthew Barzal doesn't fully develop into the player he has the potential to truly, truly be. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, a player from the mid to late 90s who had two tours of duty with the New York Islanders. Let's see if you can figure out who that is. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Friday will be the 51st birthday for former Islanders winger Nicholas Anderson, the native of uh, Kungalv, Sweden, and I hope I'm even coming close to pronouncing that right, drafted in the fourth round of the 1989 entry draft by the Quebec Nordique and made his debut with Quebec in 92-93, only played three games that year and then became an Islander for the 95-96 season, and that was kind of his, his first real a substantial NHL experience, was an Islander in 95-96, 96-97, then played for the Sharks, came back to the Islanders briefly for the 99-2000 season, and then was off to the Nashville Predators, had a stint with the Flames before finishing his career in Sweden. Nicholas Anderson played in 164 NHL games in his career, 29 goals, 82 points, and 80 five penalty minutes, did not appear in an NHL playoff game, uh, although did have a lot of AHL and IHL playoff experience and a lot of experience in the postseason in Sweden. But uh, I'll tell you, Nicholas Anderson, only 5'9", 176 pounds, wasn't one of those big rugged guys, but he had skill. And you give him time and space, he could really do a lot of damage. Looking back now at one of his better games with the Islanders, again, we return to the era of the Fisherman jerseys, December 10th, 1996, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. 
The then Phoenix Coyotes are the visiting team. Nikolai Habibulin is their starting goalie. Tommy Salo, the netminder for your New York Islanders. And in the first period, only one goal. Marty McGinnis of the Islanders, his eighth from Derek King and Travis Green at 248. Islanders up one to nothing. In the second, the Islanders add to their lead. Brian Berard, his third from Marty McGinnis, just 38 seconds into the period, 2-0 Isles. The Coyotes get on the board. Keith Kachuk, his 12th from Mike Gartner and Chris King at 9.58. That makes it a 2-1 lead, but then the Islanders take control. Ziggy Palfi, his 18th from Doug Huda and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Nicholas Anderson, that goal at 10.40 made it 3-1 Islanders. Then the power play goes to work. Jeff Finley of Phoenix off for holding the stick. Brian Smolinski, his fourth. From Nicholas Anderson and Brian Berard at 12-11. That makes the score 4-1 Islanders. Claude Lapointe made it 5-1. His fourth from Palfi and Brian McCabe at 17-10. And then the Islanders with Lapointe off for holding... Brian McCabe, a shorthanded goal from Marty McGinnis and Nicholas Anderson, his third assist of the game and of the period uh, at 1847. And then with five seconds left in the period, Nicholas Anderson, his third of the year, Brian Berard and Claude Lapointe with the assist. That made it 7-1 to one Islanders after 40 minutes. Early in the third period, Nicholas Anderson, or Islanders' birthday of the day, his Second of the game, fourth of the year, Palfi and Brian Smolinski with the assist. A shorthanded goal by Oleg Teberdovsky of Phoenix from Dallas Drake and Jeremy Roenick. That closes out the scoring. Islanders win it by a score of 8-2. to two. Hobby Bulin started, was chased from the game after giving up the first seven goals. And Darcy Wakaluk finished up and played the third period for Tommy Salo. 28 saves to earn the win. But as for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Nicholas Anderson, two goals, three assists, a career-high 5.9. And to top it all off, a plus five. He did all of that in four shots on goal. So a a very uh, productive day for Nicholas Anderson. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we certainly wish him a a very, very happy and healthy 51st birthday on Friday. We have got a lot more to discuss uh, this week. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll close out the week with uh, our discussion of yet another Islanders player, and an important one at that. We'll talk more about Matthew Barzal, and what his future is with the New York Islanders. And Barzy, I'll tell you, there is a lot to discuss when it comes to him. We'll have all the latest news about the Islanders and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And yes, I host the Monday edition and co-host the Friday edition. So please check out Locked On NHL. I'm sure 
you will enjoy it. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!